Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent Wishes Bride, Christy McClarty, about her wedding at Walt Disney World. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear about it because she did a lot of neat things and she had a very large guest list, larger anyway than the average Disney wedding, it seems. So for those of you who are planning for a bigger group and you're worried about how that might turn out or you're just curious about how that works at Walt Disney World, I think Christy's story is going to be very instructive. So welcome, Christy. Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm really interested in sharing your story with my listeners. So let's start at the very beginning. And can you tell us how you guys chose a Disney wedding? Yeah, absolutely. I grew up going to Disney World a lot with my family. And whenever I was in school, whenever I first met my husband, I was actually in school in Florida about an hour away. And for me, there was no place better for a first date with my husband than at Disney World. And so he'd only been once when he was 10 years old. So it was uh, definitely a new experience for him, and quickly he fell in love with it, just like I had. So um, our first date was there. He actually proposed to me there. And so whenever it came time for the wedding, I was never really like the kid that thought about it a lot. But once we started dating and we really enjoyed going together, there really wasn't an option for us. So that, plus where we live, none of our family's really around. So people are going to have to travel no matter where we had our wedding. And so we figured if we're going to travel, we might as well travel to Disney and do it there. I agree. <laughs> so then how did your friends and family react? Were they pretty much expecting you to say that you'd be getting married there? Well, in my friends and family, that was no shock to them. Uh, Nick's friends and family, on the other hand, uh, they didn't think it was weird, but they were just like, oh, okay. But they, really, they quickly warmed up to it. You know, I had to explain to them that it wasn't going to be some hokey theme park wedding where, you know, everybody kind of has this stigma that if you don't get married in a church or something real formal, that it was going to be pretty hokey. But once we explained to them that, you know, we actually chose more of an elegant theme, so we explained to them that it's not going to be some kind of goofy wedding. Uh, they really warmed up to it pretty quick. That's cool. How many guests did you end up having? So we wound up having 150 wow. uh, show up at the wedding, which was pretty large. And that kind of, you know, will show what our friends and family thought about it. Because at first we thought we'd have like 60, maybe 80 and then apparently once the word got out, everybody and their brother wanted to come. So it was just a big old party. That's great that you had such a positive reaction. I know that, you know, for Walt Disney World, it seems like many weddings there are on the smaller side. In the real world, I guess 150 isn't that huge. But boy, that sounds like a big group for Walt Disney World. Yeah, we we didn't think it was that big originally. But once we started looking at, like, locations the list gets dwindled down pretty quickly for a larger group. And so um, then I realized that that was a bigger group for Disney wedding. That's interesting. So what locations did you end up using? So originally we were scheduled out for the wedding pavilion. That was always kind of a no-brainer for us. One, for guest size, we didn't really have too many options um, in terms of guest count for any other locations. 
But for us, it just kind of screams Disney wedding. It was gorgeous to us whenever we walked into it. Uh, we always saw it from the monorail and everything. Uh, and then we were originally scheduled to have our reception at the Atlantic Dance Hall. And I had actually sent off my invitations to be printed. And that afternoon, um, I woke up from a nap and saw that they were allowing outside photographers to shoot in, inside the parks. And I had always had my heart set on the American Adventure Rotunda. I'd seen a couple weddings on there, and it was absolutely gorgeous. But at the beginning, we really didn't consider that as an option. One, we didn't think we'd use the 100-person minimum, which is kind of funny now. But second, you know, when we looked at the budget for it, having to spend that much more for Disney photography and videography, it just really kind of put it out of our price range. But whenever I woke up and saw that outside photographers could do in-park events now, I called up our company that was printing the invitations. I'm like, hold the press. <laughs> you know, so we, we changed everything. So we wound up doing the ceremony at night at the wedding pavilion. Our cocktail hour was supposed to be at the Italy Isola during illuminations, followed by the American Adventure Rotunda for the reception. And now you say it was supposed to be. Yes, it, it rained. So everybody's worst nightmare on the rainy day. You get the call from your planner while you're getting ready. But it actually worked out perfectly. Our backup location was the World Show Place, which is um, a hall that they use for uh, food and wine festival events because they couldn't use their typical backup locations because of our guest size. So they wound up using that for our cocktail hour was the World Show Place. I see. And so then you, luckily, it wasn't like the whole thing was outside and got rained out. It was just the cocktail hour. Just the cocktail hour, right. And that was kind of a thing. We never really talked too much about it during the planning process, I guess. But thankfully, the ceremony was inside because during the ceremony, it was a cackling real loud thunder, and it was actually kind of cool. But um, they wound up moving the cocktail hour inside for that portion. That's interesting. Did they bus the guests between World Show Place and the American Adventure Rotunda, or did everybody walk? No, they, they definitely bus them all. That's great. And now you said you were going for a more elegant theme. Did you have any kind of Disney touches or colors or anything that you themed it around? We really went with what the uh, locations really spoke to. So with the American Adventure Rotunda, of course, you know, red, white, and blue. My husband is in the military, so we didn't do like tacky red, white, and blue, but we definitely used those colors in our color scheme. And we really gave a lot of leeway to our floral planner to really work with the areas. It wasn't a huge concern in terms of our budget with floral, but we definitely kind of used the red, white, and blue and had it in elegantly with the areas. In terms of Disney touches, you know, I had to have the coach. That was kind of a non-negotiable on my part. We use ride names as our table names. And so with our favors, I really wanted something that our guests could kind of interact with each other with. So we did lanyards with pins, and they could trade them, and inside their lanyard, was a fast pass to the table that they were sitting at. So that was our major Disney touch, but we had Mickey and Minnie too, but nothing, you know, overly Disney. That's cool. Now, the fast passes, were those just for show or were those actual fast passes they could go out and No, they were, they were just for show. I see. That's cool. So now you said floral wasn't really a big, you didn't have to worry too much about the budget with the floral. Were there other aspects of your wedding that were more or less important when you were focusing your time and your budget? For me, it was really important that our guests had a great experience. So everybody kind of thinks we're hokey for going to Disney all the time. And I really wanted, since they were there with me, I wanted to show them things that impressed us about Disney. And, you know, just the guest experience that Disney really rocks at. 
And so for us, that was the most important. Whenever we were looking at any options, it was what's going to have our guests have the best experience. From there, least important, you know, I said for we did spend a good chunk of change because you basically have to to decorate the room, but it wasn't something that I needed to go over the top with the flowers. You know, I let my floor planner be a little more creative and try to bring the budget down. We didn't spend too much money on, like, invitations and things like that. Definitely guest experience and bringing in some of the Disney touches was important to us. That's a good point. So then what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? So it actually turned from one of the worst memories to the best memory was during the rain out because all of our guests were at a completely different part of the park. Nick and I actually had the whole Italy Isola to ourselves to watch the fireworks, uh, which was pretty cool. And it sounds weird that our favorite moments were kind of our time together without everybody else around. But that was a really special moment for us, almost to the point where I was like, okay, we can just skip the reception and go home now because we were just enjoying being with each other as opposed to everybody, you know, 150 people, you're constantly worried about saying hi to everybody and thank you for coming. And there was really just a time for us to watch illuminations and really enjoy that time together. And then right before our reception, they actually, our planner brought us over and let us see the whole reception location. And they put us in this little room and um, we got to eat some of our pre-reception food. And that was really nice, just having some time together. And my favorite part, though, was I could kind of peek open the door and watch all of our guests filing into the room. And I was just loving watching them, you know, check out everything and see the cake and use their fast passes to find their table and stuff. And that was just really cool to me, was to see them without them knowing that I was seeing them. And we got to spend all time together before everything got crazy again. (laughs) That's fun. Now, you talked about the rain. Was there anything else that went wrong or didn't turn out like you expected? Well, the major thing, which had absolutely nothing to do with Disney, but I think it's important to kind of talk about, was um, two days before the wedding, one of my bridesmaids was unable to show up. And at first, you're just like, holy cow, what are we going to do? You know, but things happen with your wedding, and it's important to realize that the wedding's still going to go on. And um, It was kind of crazy trying to find somebody to fit in her dress because she was a size zero and had her zero dress taken in, which is really hard to find somebody to take her place, but it all worked out perfectly. And the other thing, the major issue that happened in regards to Disney was um, the bus didn't show up at the boardwalk which was one of our hotels in our room block, in order to pick up our guests for the ceremony, including my grandfather. Whoa. So that was kind of a scary moment. I didn't know about it until like right before I walked into the ceremony, which was probably not a good time. Um, they wound up taking cabs over because they didn't know what else to do. So that was interesting, but Disney compensated for it in the end, which was nice. Oh, that's good. It's hard because you tell your guests to stay at the room block because you're giving them options, transportation options and, you know, you're begging them to stay in your room block and then the transportation options don't show up. So that was kind of interesting. Wow. And was it just a mix-up with communication for the bus driver? I, I guess. I, I don't really know the full story behind it. Uh, I think they were trying to keep me blissfully out of the loop. But um, Disney wound up compensating us for half of that chartered bus. Well, that's good that it got resolved. So then was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? In the planning process, and I see a lot of brides go through this, everybody freaks out about the room block 
this is kind of my little soapbox to tell people that the room block is made for you, not for Disney. So while it is a requirement, it's not something that you should freak out about. So it's really made to help you ensure that there's rooms for your guests so that they're not stuck going somewhere else. So and then going along with that, I always freak out of, oh, my gosh, you're staying off property. Because to us, we always stay on property. And, you know, people just don't understand sometimes. And it's good to be gracious with them and not, you know, freak out if somebody decides to stay off property, even though they don't quite get it. The other things that, you know, seemed like a big deal was the rain. Whenever she called me at uh, like 4 o'clock and told me that there was going to be rain, I looked outside and it was clear blue skies and <laughs> had a little bit of meltdown. But then it turned out to be one of our favorite parts of the evening. So, and we got really cool pictures because of the rain as well. That's good. Yeah, sometimes the unexpected things can turn out to be the best things. Yeah, absolutely. So then is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Truthfully, not really. I mean, Disney did everything to a T. Um, they truly make you feel like a princess on your day. And we weren't able to come up with anything that we would have done differently. That's great to hear. Now, do you have any tips or advice for future brides and grooms? So the first thing I tell people and I tell all brides this is really um, spend three times as much time planning for your marriage as you do for your wedding. Because uh, as women, we try to go into this like crazy psycho planning mode. And, you know, we forget the fact that the marriage is forever and the wedding's just one day. So have fun with the planning, but really spend time planning for your marriage as well. I really liked shipping my dress down to Carolyn Allen's beforehand. To me, getting on the airplane and not having to lug around the big old bag with my dress was amazing. So I know some people just can't part with their dress. It's, you know, a piece of them. It's like their third arm. But for me, it wasn't too bad to just stick it in the box and send it and have it show up on my wedding day, which I, I really like that. So I would definitely suggest that to other brides. And main thing is just to relax and let Disney do their thing. So Disney knows what they're doing. Uh, they do plenty, you know, way more of these than we'll ever plan, um, even even amongst our friends, you know. And so really let Disney do their things and relax and enjoy. That's part of the reason you're doing a Disney wedding is to really let them be the experts and let them help you out with things as opposed to, um, you know, trying to micromanage every last aspect of the day. Those are great points. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Yeah, so I have all of my photos from my photographer on Flickr. And so the web address for that is flickr.com slash photos slash Christy McCarty. And that's every single one of them. Uh, there's nothing hiding from there. And then on Facebook, and you know, I post some things about the wedding and what we were glad we did and what we, you know, would have done differently if we had to. That's good stuff. Okay, well, Christy, thank you so much for sharing the story of your day. I think it was really instructive to others, especially your points about, you know, rolling with the punches with the rain that actually turned out to be one of your favorite parts of the day. And I just really appreciate your taking the time to share your story. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, 
Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>